Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Hope you're doing well. If you're new to the show, you know we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom as it relates to the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And we might talk about some court stuff in media today, but there's a whole lot of talk about the legislature. Why? Because we're in the last month of the 140-day session where this week was the deadline for House bills to pass. I got a whole lot to talk about on that, as a matter of fact. But we're going to talk about some stuff in the Senate as well, because we have a great guest today, Senator Donna Campbell, an emergency room physician from District 25, a six-county district, which includes parts of San Antonio all the way up to Austin, is our guest today. She's the chair of the Veterans Affair and Border Security Committee. She's um, just had a distinguished career in the Texas Senate. I was at one time a constituent of her. Let's say one time. It was just last year that I moved to the North uh, Austin area away from Hayes County. But she continues to have a strong voice. The issues of life, her Christian faith mean a lot to her, and certainly freedoms. Senator Campbell, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Oh, thank you for having me. I I love the work that you do regarding faith and family and helping us promote and keep our freedom. And I I think I've expressed to you before, I wasn't happy when you moved out of my district. I know. I know. It's (laughs) troubling. I mean, it's going to take some time to adjust. And you know, it's fun because you and I really began working together when you did some work really as a citizen, if you will, a private citizen. You got involved in issues at the State Board of Education and really cared about what was going on in your community. And over the years, I've really appreciated and been so proud to see you progress and now in your leadership roles in the Texas Senate. And so I'm glad to call you a friend. And so I hope maybe we can continue our friendship, even though I'm no longer a constituent. Yes, that's going to be easy to continue because our values, we have kindred spirit and our values are the same. Well, that's right. And I want to, you know, maybe before we, uh, before the um, the uh, interview or your time with us ends, you can talk a little bit about your family, your daughter, and I know school year's about to, to wrap up, but a lot going on at the Texas legislature. Two things I want to talk about with you today. Number one, the issue that continues to get a lot of attention out of San Antonio, how the city council has banned Chick-fil-A from opening up a store in the San Antonio airport. And then in the second part of our comments, I want to talk about your Senate Bill 22, which has passed the Senate and is over in the House, and we're hoping it's going to start moving pretty soon, and and essentially cuts off these sweetheart deals where Planned Parenthood was getting $1 rent to rent a government building in the city of Austin. I'm sure they'd like to do that other places across the state. But let's talk for, um, for a beginning about San Antonio, the city council, the attack on religious freedom, on the ability to donate to Christian organizations, organizations coming out of San Antonio. And, you know, this started about a month and a half ago. And what happened was the city council took a vote to ban Chick-fil-A from opening up a store because they obtained a report that they found out Chick-fil-A was giving money to Christian ministries like the Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. San Antonio is a part of your district. I know you've had a voice on this issue, and there's been a couple of rounds there at the city council. And, And what happened last time was you went to a meeting at the city council where there was a hope that they would reconsider their vote on this, they wouldn't even allow you to speak. Tell us a little bit about why this issue matters to you. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on the show. You are correct. It it started with Chick-fil-A taking the tip of the spear on an issue where really city government should not be using their power to punish folks 
businesses who hold religious beliefs different than theirs. I went down to City Hall. It's the first time I've actually been to a city council meeting. I stood with pastors. We're all aligned that we should be able to have different religious beliefs. We should be able to hold those religious beliefs and have a business and not have a fear of retribution. When we went down there, uh, we were hoping to be able to have a voice and express our disappointment with the initial decision, the initial vote, and support to have a vote retaken. And it, it was a vote to have a vote to retake. Exactly. Uh, I, like the, I like the way you said that. We're talking with Senator Donna Campbell, whose district is largely in the central Texas area from Austin all the way down to San Antonio. Yeah, it was a vote to have a chance to take a vote. That's right. Yes, yes. But they did not hold any public testimony, and so that went down in flames. However, when we realized there would be no um, public testimony, and they did take a vote whether or not to retake the vote, and that failed. About half of the people got up and walked out of city council, uh, the chamber there, because we were all there to express our views. So while we didn't get to verbally testify, just our presence there let them know we care about this issue. And again, it was the first time I'd ever gone city council well look you're right i mean they didn't shut y'all out they tried to but it's hard to um muzzle well i shouldn't say that don't take that the wrong thing it's it's hard for them to silence your voice and and and, and we were having a little bit of fun in our office because we know you've got this great yellow dress that you wear a lot that's so distinctive of your style of course the ladies in our office appreciate that i think you were wearing it that day too so we were kind of you know, just talking about that. Look, it, because I heard they didn't even recognize that you were in the meeting. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is no. a sitting senator from this district. And and I think I recall she was wearing that yellow dress. So there's no way you couldn't, you know, recognize no, or be aware of that. No, I wasn't incognito. <laughs> I was there front row present. And um, they, they knew I was there, but the mayor did not recognize me. I think his... If he would have recognized me, that would have been, uh, you know, in the recording, in their archives. Anybody looking back would go, Senator Campbell, and, you know, they know why I'm going to be there. Absolutely. Well, so I, I, th- I believe that was purposeful. I don't, I don't believe it was malicious, but I believe it was purposeful not to recognize me. Sure. But, but I mean, you know, it was Greg Brock- Brockhouse you know, who's running for San Antonio mayor, it's a close election. Nuremberg still has a lead, but one of the best things that um, we can do is to get out there and get support for broadcast for this runoff. No, you're right. Look, I mean, in the middle of all this is an election, and, you know, the election was earlier this week, and this issue is not settled. So in June 8th is the election day. I think there will be some early voting 
going to a runoff, Ron Nuremberg, who is strongly in favor of banning Chick-fil-A from having the store at the airport, whereas sure. whereas Greg Brockhouse uh, supports the religious freedom, doesn't want the government treating people that give donations to Christian ministries this way. And so back and to switch to move over to the legislature, you've got House Bill 3172 that addresses this issue. When it was filed, it wasn't designed that way, but through the process, it kind of you know got molded into that because of this happening about a month ago while after this bill was filed, it was a little bit more broad at the beginning. But a point of order was called on it, and I'll have more to say about that later. Um, the, the bill went down on a point of order, House Bill 3172, the Save Chick-fil-A Religious Freedom Bill. There's a Senate companion, Senate Bill 1978, that's over in the Senate. We're hoping to get a hearing in state affairs. I know it's later in the process, but, you know, we got to be in a position where, you know, we can continue to keep this issue forward. And I know it's an issue that you care about. You recognize the importance of not allowing the government to treat, you know, Christian businesses and private businesses and individuals um, in a discriminatory way just because of the donations they gave to ministries like Salvation Army. Right. I mean, it boils down. First of all, I like Salvation Army. Um, but it boils the, the broad picture that you can boil down into a thought and succinctly believe. It's, can an individual who just happens to own a company hold different personal beliefs than somebody else without a fear of retribution? And right now, if you ask me if that's possible, I'm going to say, with what we've seen recently, no, you cannot. I mean... What did we see uh, this week on the campus at Trinity? Yep. You know, the student government wants to ban Chick-fil-A from a rotating restaurant service there on campus. And then last night, this uh, called on a point of order, the religious freedom bill that we had in the House that we were hoping, you know, just would come on over and we could get it done. Well, and it's got bipartisan support, too. And, I, and I'll just say this real quickly, and then I want to talk about Senate Bill 22, your bill, before we lose you, on the life issue. And as, and this also deals with local government as well and really some accountability. But, you know, it was disappointing last night, Senator Campbell, because I will tell you and, and all of our listeners, Matt Krause worked very hard with folks on the other side of the aisle, if you will, like we're encouraged to do a lot of times. He worked with Democrats. He worked with the LGBT caucus, with their leaders. Um, we even... Uh, availed ourselves to that. We worked with them or we worked with Matt Krause through that. We came up with language that they said would um, would help on the situation that they recommended. And so we worked the process the right way. Things were done the right way. And in good faith, we were led to believe that we essentially had an agreed to bill. I mean, we had Democrats, one Democrat signed on, other Democrat voted for it in committee. So it was, it was largely expected it was agreed to bill. And then earlier this week, we started hearing some whisperings that they were still going to come after it on the floor. And so it's disappointing because it appears that Julie Johnson and members of the LGBT caucus are more concerned about scoring political points and making a name for themselves than it is about serving a common interest that I th- thought we found common ground when it comes to religious liberty. Well, I couldn't say it better myself. The, um, you know, this is about a policy that uh, puts in statute, codifies what we already have the right to do based on a constitution. We're trying to just clarify it so that the people who interpret the law at the local level will have a clear 
outline at policies they make that try to ban businesses that hold a different ideology, a different value, different belief, cannot be punished. And the caucus that found a point of order with this, especially since it was bipartisan, had been agreed to language. You know, now they've turned it into a political issue instead of a policy issue. Yeah, well, and look. That and, is wrong. Yeah, and part of the reason that they at least felt like they had an opening to call a point of order was because the the bill version changed and some of the language changed and there was discussion about how it was being described. Well, that change was a recommendation that the members of the LGBT caucus asked for. Nonetheless, Senate Bill 22, Senator Campbell, you're carrying, you got it out of the Senate, it's over in the House. This bill is very important piece of legislation, relates also to a check on local government, if you will. The city of Austin entered into a sweetheart deal that they've had for some time, but allowing the largest abortion provider, Planned Parenthood, to get rent in a government building for $1 a year. And, and, and without getting to all the language in the bill, this bill addresses that. And my understanding, the city of Austin would no longer be able to do that or other entities wouldn't no longer be able to engage in these type of sweetheart deals moving forward with Senate Bill 22. It's passed the Senate. It's over in the House. I know you're hoping now that the House has passed their second reading deadline on House bills that we'll see some movement in the House on Senate Bill 22. Well, I do hope we will. The bill, you know, um, we we developed this bill. We felt the need for this bill. It's probably a better way to say it. When I became aware that the city of Austin leases a prime real estate building to Planned Parenthood, a building for a dollar a year, and they've done it since the 90s, and they have a 20-year contract. At the end of that 20-year contract, they are able to renew the contract for the lease on the building for a dollar a year. And that is, um, one, it's not, it's not a, they need to be accountable for the way they use taxpayer dollars. And number two, they're giving this sweetheart of a deal to an, organization that many people disagree with and they don't want their taxpayer dollars going to support an industry that kills life an industry of abortion yeah, no, it, it's concerning. And you think about the other dynamics in play here is, is the type of entity that they're contracting with. And I think that's relevant to the discussion. We're talking with Senator Donna Campbell, she, uh, Senate, Senate District, excuse me, 25, largely from the Central Texas area. Her district goes from Austin all the way down to parts of San Antonio, six counties, I believe, in her district. You know, and look, the issue of life and death, you're very aware of, more so than, than other folks, if you will, being an emergency room physician. You know a lot about the medical field, about a lot about these issues of life. And, you know, so your leadership, your voice is so important. You know, you're out of committee on Senate Bill 22. The bill's been sent to calendars. Really, the only next step is for the calendars committee to schedule this for a vote on the floor, because I'm certain you got bipartisan support and this bill will get out of the House if, they're a lot, if, it, if we got an up and down vote. Right. Well, once again, just like uh, the bill yesterday, a point of order, it, it gets very, um, it can be on shaky ground just because 
of their parliamentary rules that allow a point of order to kill a bill this late in the, in the game. So this, Jonathan, is where the most important thing that all of your listeners can do, and that is to pray it through. Yep. Pray it through. We do all we can. We do everything that's possible. Then we leave the impossible to the Lord. And here, it is impossible for my bill to pass without the Lord shepherding it through and shielding off any point of order. So the people people need to pray for a time such as this. Well, I couldn't have said it any better. Senator Donna Campbell is talking to us about her bill, Senate Bill 22, which makes it clear that the governments are not allowed to enter into these one-sided deals with abortion providers uh, like uh, Planned Parenthood that's getting $1 rent to lease a government building over 20 years with an option another 20 years, which some people have estimated is about a $40 million contract value that um, uh, of, a, of a tax break, of a yeah. break that Planned Parenthood's getting. So we're going to do our part, and you're absolutely right. None of this is possible without God's presence in prayer. And I know that's such a key to your personal life, to your leadership and your representation in the Texas Senate. And we thank you so much for that leadership, and we look forward to continuing to work with you over at the Texas Capitol. Thank you. And you know, Jonathan, I would say, and you've heard me say this phrase frequently as I, you know, have have thought about Texas before, our values, our beliefs, It makes Texas what it is, and we've got to pray and be strong and work together, and people need to get their friends to help us to join, to join your group, your association, Texas Values. And because we don't have another Texas to move to, and we've got to keep Texas, Texas, right? Amen. No, I I couldn't have said any better. And as someone who's fifth generation Texan, my Texas roots go all the way back to the 1800s when right around the time when Texas was starting. So we appreciate your voice, your leadership, and you continue to be one of the most important leaders and voices and members of the legislature. Senator Donna Campbell, thank you for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you so much. Bye, Jonathan. Well, it's great to catch Senator Campbell for a little bit. They've got business at the Capitol today. I know it's Friday. People think, oh, they probably cut out on Thursday. No, sir. A lot going on at the Texas Capitol. They've got um, bills that they're voting on at the Texas House. Um, I'll have to look at the calendar to see if the Senate is still voting on bills. I know I think they've got some committee hearings going on, a lot of activity. So I touched on it. We've got about seven, eight minutes left. Really unfortunate circumstances and update last night. House Bill 3172 falls on a point of order. This is the Save Chick-fil-A Religious Freedom Bill, Matt Krause's bill, that had over time been molded into addressing this issue in San Antonio where the city council voted to ban Chick-fil-A from opening up a store at the airport because somebody uh, did a report and found out Chick-fil-A gave money and donations to Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So the bill made it clear 
that if you're a private individual or an entity that the government can't deny your ability to bid for a contract like being a vendor in a public space like San Antonio Airport is. I I mean, some airports may be privately owned, but San Antonio isn't um, largely a government entity and controlled. And so when you do that, you can't be discriminated against because of your religious beliefs. I mean, that's federal law. You shouldn't be discriminated against because you gave money to a religious organization, a church, um, an entity like the Salvation Army. But some people think that because Salvation Army is Christian, that also means they're anti-LGBT. I mean, I just it's and so what we found is Julie Johnson, who's a member of the LGBT caucus. I'm not saying this. This is the name of their group. I'm not trying to label them. That is their label. They're they're celebrating it. Um, We worked with members of the LGBT caucus through Representative Matt Krause. I had a conversation with Mary Gonzalez, one of the lead members of the LGBT caucus yesterday, because there were these reports and their suggestions that, oh, they're going to put all these amendments on it. We never said we were going to do that. And I specifically told Mary Gonzalez, Representative Mary Gonzalez yesterday, we're not putting any amendments like you are thinking about on these bills to expand it. We're trying to stay right where we are. Matt Krause assured them of that. They still kept, or at least their friends kept running these campaigns saying, oh, we've got to kill the bill because they're going to load it up with amendments. It's, it's going to become a bathroom bill. And I'm sorry, I got to stop for a second. Are we still talking about bathrooms? Right? That was the chant last year at the legislature by the other side. Why are we still talking about bathrooms? Right? And then we got to the 2018 elections. Why are we still talking about bathrooms? Our organization has not been talking about bathrooms. Now, there are some bills that the the liberals put forward that deal with that issue. They seem to not be able to let it go because all their messaging is a bill that's about Chick-fil-A and religious freedom. They've tried to turn into, oh, we think it's going to be a bathroom bill. That's and look, whatever. I, I could go on about that. My bigger point here is it appears that members in the leadership of the LGBT caucus are more interested in making a name for themselves and scoring political points among their group of supporters than it is about actually getting work done at the Texas Capitol. And look, I've been doing work there since 2007. It is important to be an activist and be true to your cause. But I've had to, over the years, come to terms with, at times you got to work with and talk to people that you don't agree with, sometimes at all, to try to get things done. And you got to be careful about it, you know, because you, you want to make sure people are dealing with you in good faith. But you got to take that risk sometimes, if you will, on faith and try to get things done. That's exactly what was going on here. And I felt good about, so did a lot of other people, and I think a lot of members of the legislature, that they had found a religious liberty bill, that language had been tweaked to put everyone in a position to find some common ground, that it had nothing to do with LGBT issues, it had to do with making sure that the government could not punish a private individual or business because of a donation they gave to a charity, to a Christian or a religious charity. Okay, that certainly should be common ground. As a matter of fact, there are gay people that testified in favor of the bill. There's one entity that usually is very supportive of a lot of LGBT issues or faith issues related to LGBT that I saw reported, Texas Impact, they withdrew their opposition to the bill when it got changed and tweaked. And that makes sense. That's what happens sometimes. Okay, you have a conversation about language and you realize there's some common ground without going too far or from deviating with the mission of the bill and the purpose. And so it's very... You know, it's very disappointing and unfortunate, to say the least, 
that Matt Krause, State Representative Matt Krause, was handled this way and that this was done to him. A very, I mean, he was honest. He was straightforward. He worked so hard on trying to get the support and get into this space. And to his credit, Democrats did get on board. Joe Deschatel voted for this bill to come out of committee. Ryan Guillen, a Democrat, signed on to the bill. And yet, what happened? When it appeared that the bill was going to still move and get a vote on the floor, all of a sudden the tune was changed by the LGBT caucus to say, know what, We're, that they decided they're still going to take the bill down. And not really in sort of a, you know, I mean, they, they tried to, they did it, or at least when it happened, it seemed to be well organized on their part, and they had been working for some time to this point. All right. All kinds of celebrations. I mean, there was a tweet put out, I think, by Julie Johnson saying, ding dong, the bill is dead. I mean, you know, celebrating that they killed a bill on the issue of Chick-fil-A. I mean, is, you know, and so, I mean, I don't think it's very loving to deny, really to perpetuate and support the government from banning an entity like Chick-fil-A from having a restaurant at an airport because they gave donations to the Salvation Army. But I think it's fair to say that is their intention. They would like to see more Chick-fil-A's banned. And you got to come to terms with that. This issue's not over. Senate Bill 1978 is in the Senate, and it also deals with this issue. And look, we have not closed the door to having conversations with people on these issues, but we've got to be real about where we are now and, and what we should reasonably expect from people that say that they're, oh, we want to try to work with you on the issue. And so Senate Bill 1978 is over in the Senate, and it deals with this issue too. Still an opportunity to get things done. Go to txvalues.org. Make a donation today to help support our work. Make a uh, Take some action on this. Because I think a lot of people are waking up this morning going, gosh, you know, um, what do we do next on this issue? Is it over? It's not over. It's far from over. But i got to be honest with you. It's going to cost a lot more for us to do this work and more time because of what happened last night. So we need your financial support. Go to txvalues.org. Make a donation today. Our team is going to show up, but we're going to be in a lot better opportunity and position to be effective if we've got your financial support all the way to the finish line. The legislative session doesn't end until May 27th. Still time to get things done, but we've got to have your immediate financial support to be in a position to do that. Donate at txvalues.org. You can make a tax-deductible donation, and we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.